Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Welcome, everybody. We are at Southeast Regional Library, and I am Jen. And I'm Jennifer. And today we are going to be talking about some books that kind of all deal with anxiety or being stressed and maybe how to live with that or try to help us feel better about it. <laughs> yeah, we've got some uh, nonfiction books that are practical and fiction titles and poetry to make you feel better that you're not alone. (laughs) And there's plenty of things in the collection on anxiety, both in the digital collection and the physical collection. You can put holds on and pick them up. What's, What's the first book that you wanted to talk about? I found this on the new shelf, and it's called Love Poems for Anxious People. It's by John Kenny. He has another couple of collections of poetry. He has love poems for married people, love poems for people with children, and then he has a couple novels. He's a New Yorker contributor. He writes humorous poetry, and I just, I picked this up because I thought it was perfect. Love poems for anxious people. I was like, well, I'm an anxious person. So um, I loved his dedication. Let's see if I can, oh, <laughs> to There are so many people I should dedicate this book to, but I can't seem to pick one. What if I make the wrong choice or offend someone? This is a nightmare. So I love that. That's that's exactly how I would write an introduction. Yeah. I would not know who to pick out of my family. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's humorous poetry. There is, um, if you know, there is some language in here. So if that bothers you, then I don't recommend it. But it's very funny. And definitely highly relatable. Um, I have one that I was going to read. He wrote it before, but I think it's so perfect now that um, it applies. But this one is called Ode to All Things Considered. So if you listen to public um, radio, you'll definitely relate to this. But even if you don't, you can relate to the news in general. So he says, oh, Ari Shapiro, and here I thought we were friends. I have some news for you. Do you know what's not news to me? The news. See what I did there? You are no fun anymore, you bearer of relentless awfulness. Hurricane, flood, tsunami, glaciers and global and warming, poles and partisans and politics. Do you think these, those stories make me feel good? They don't. I don't feel well at all, Ari. My doctor has advised me to stop all news intake. I don't think you folks consider all things, just bad things. Maybe consider some other things, like donuts or kites or vodka. Vodka is nice to consider. Do three hours on vodka. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Ari Shapiro, and this is all vodka considered. Next night is whiskey, then Wellbutrin. Help me, Ari. You and Nina and Lakshmi and Audie and that other guy whose names no one knows. knows. I don't feel well. No one does. Be my Tom Cruise to your Cuba Gooding Jr. Help me, help you. Consider it. Oh. (laughs) It's very cute. Definitely relatable. Mm -hmm. He has all kinds of um, things that you have, like a job interview thank you note, um, 
incredibly relaxed at the beach with kids, which, as you know, is not very relaxing. (laughs) (laughs) One on meditating. So lots of things you can really relate to. It's very short. You could read it in just under an hour and enjoy it. So. That's really nice. I know I don't get to read a lot of poetry, but that seems like something I can definitely yeah. pick up. <laughs> yeah, definitely very accessible poetry mm-hmm. and relatable. Yeah. So I recommend it and definitely kind of gives you a lighthearted view of anxiety and makes you feel like you're not alone That's in the world. So I know that sometimes it can just feel so heavy, so it is nice to like look at like this because it can be funny sometimes to you. Yeah, know, you, like, you have to. Yeah. yeah, you have to be able to like laugh at some of the absurdity of it. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you have? All right. So for my um, one, I guess, oh, they're all kind of nonfiction. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to read a fiction by this time. So it's a nonfiction book. It is written by Mira Lee Patel, and it is called My Friend Fear. And the first thing that you'll notice is that it is beautiful watercolors um there's all these different colors all over the cover and then just throughout the book too if you turn the pages it's all like very like fluid and illustrated and beautiful and that kind of actually kind of comes into the story of um what the author is writing about as it pertains to like fear and like kind of figuring out what you want to do with your life the the main thing of this book is that fear it can be viewed as like an entity, like a friend that you have throughout your life. Cause it's something that never really, I don't know, leaves any of us. It's something that I feel like every person has, they're afraid of like certain things. It can keep you safe, obviously. Um, but sometimes it can also stand in your way. And so a lot of this book is talking about, um, things that you want to do in your life or like achieving the life that you want, but maybe your friend fear is standing in the way, but it's something that you can actually like become friends with because you will gain a lot more insight just by like being mindful of like, yes, it's okay to have this fear. And the fear is also like a really good kind of like lens to look through when you're, when you're kind of confused, you can, you can tell like your fear is the greatest um, indicator of what you value most in your life. Do you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. if you're afraid to do X, Y, or Z, you might say, Oh, this is because I'm afraid of like being judged or like, you know what I mean? I'm afraid of maybe getting injured. You know what I mean? Things like that. You value your safety. You value, you know what I mean? Like being accepted in society, um, which is all like totally valid, like things that you should um, take seriously if if that's what's important to you. But um, it's kind of just like having a healthier relationship with your fear. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, uh, Another, other aspects of, fear can be like guilt or shame. And she talks about like how that interacts with different emotions to make your fear look different. Um, but it's really, really good. And she kind of keeps telling that she tells a story throughout it of she wants to go to the beach. So, um, but it just seems very overwhelming. She's afraid to go. She talks about, she has a scar on her leg. She's afraid of judgment. Um, but basically her fear in, in that instance is standing in front of standing in front of her where she wants to go. But once you kind of leap into the unknown, there's like magic in that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in that action. Um, and then another aspect that was specifically having to do with the watercolors is that um, she always wanted to be an artist, you know, and so she started out with like very, I don't know, like, I don't know, more rigid, like painting, I guess, like mm-hmm. style and even like substance with like acrylics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And she was concerned, like, will people, like the consumers of my art, 
want something that like I like, which is like watercolor and like bright and like flowing and like animals, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And again, the, the fear was just like kind of pointing at her, like showing her like, oh, you're just afraid like, will people want to buy or consume it but you have to like do what you want to do you know what I mean so it's just a really good book it's beautiful but yeah Finding beautiful. Magic in the Unknown that's nice. the subtitle <laughs> yeah beautiful book yeah what is your next book so the next one I have and this is again um, a little bit just to make you feel like you're not alone in, in being anxious um, it's Separation Anxiety by Laura Zygman and it's a novel it's humorous, but also uh, definitely sad in some ways. Um, so there's definitely a funny, funny theme throughout. And basically, it's about a woman who is in her middle age, and she is having um, a hard time. Her marriage is falling apart. Her son is 13, which is a horrible age oh, no. <laughs> um, and and separating from her uh -huh. and her husband and her are separated but they can't afford to get divorced so they actually have to live in the same house yeah. and um and her best friend is dying her this is rough yeah it's i mean definitely very sad things yeah. um it her job her career is stalled she's a writer and she's having writer's block so definitely um lots are go lots going wrong mm -hmm. so one day she goes down in the basement and she finds this old baby carrier one of those sling carriers and she just puts it on out of sort of um nostalgia and then she wonders what it would feel like to carry something in it and she ends up putting her dog in it and she starts Aww. to carry her dog around in the sling and I it comforts her quite a bit <laughs> yes me too here we go <laughs> so whenever she's anxious she kind of feels the fur of the dog and it comforts her brings comfort and that sense of connected connectedness that everybody needs I think um, with social distancing, That's true. people might feel that lack of sense of um, being connected, that lack of touch mm -hmm. that's so important um, in, in our lives. So like I said, it's not, it, it does sound kind of sad when I describe all of the terrible things. And, and it's definitely not just hysterical, funny all the way through, but it is, it is, Funny. Funny. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> she says, in fact, I um, wearing the dog is ridiculous, an act of desperation. I know this. <laughs> she goes on, but there is the loneliness, the aloneness, how I startle awake in the dark, panicked, full of dread, floating on the night sea on a tiny raft surrounded by all that vast blackness. And I thought that was such a good description of anxiety mm -hmm. um it's also interesting because she has anxiety because things are her life is very stressful but one of her biggest causes of anxiety is actually her husband who has has really has anxiety as a um, constant um, disorder in his right. life and how difficult it is to live with somebody that deals with anxiety. I, so, 
It's, it's funny that you said it. I just remember I used to struggle with it, like, even more, I feel like, when I was younger. And so I can definitely see that because I know that I I could see myself, like, doing things where I'd be like, why am I doing this to my family? Yes. But, like, yes. I don't know. They, so, didn't, yeah. they didn't carry dogs yet, but... Yeah. Well, her husband had actually trained to be a lawyer, but he was unable... And he was in a band and played music, and he was unable to either finish law school or to um, play in his band because of his his crippling anxiety. So, you know, it's really affected his life all the way through. Mm -hmm. And so um, they're actually quite a pair, you know. They, They get along very well, and they understand each other, which makes it even more sad that they're... Um, disconnected but mm-hmm. it's really it's that's a really nice book I it's a good book for this time I think it, yeah it makes you feel like um you're not alone life is hard but there's humor to be found and there's good things in the world and yeah. it's ultimately not a, as big of a downer as it sounds like when, right. <laughs> when you describe everything <laughs> this poor woman is having happen so and I feel like all the things that are going so, like, rough, like, in her life can definitely translate to, like, what we're all, all kind of experiencing. Yeah. But then finding, like, I don't know, the humor in life. Yeah. Really and that sense of aloneness and the sense of isolation and the, and the sense of change happening very fast. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that is anxiety that we deal with now. I thought it was really a good book for 2020. Yeah. So, and it's fairly new. It, it came out last spring. That's good. Well, I need to check that book out. Yes. And carry my dog in a sling. Yes. (laughs) That's next on the list. So I have one, but to talk about the one, I'm going to talk about some other books first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, okay, the one that I'm going to lead up to is called Ikigai, so just keep that in the back of your mind. Now, if you have heard of Viktor Frankl, yes. So Viktor Frankl... um, is an author was was an author was an author um but there's actually a brand new book that has just come out uh by him because it's from his lectures that he gave um after he wrote the original book called man's search for meaning which you might be familiar with the story of these two books and his life is that he was in world war ii he was sent to one of the concentration camps and obviously experienced like very um you know, like the worst that you can imagine um, of things, how can you kind of say yes to life, which is the title of this book, Yes to Life, what is the meaning of your life? Like, how can you carry on when you have witnessed and experienced such terrible things? And in those moments, why carry on? Basically, what is your purpose? And so he talks about all of that, you know, in Man's Search for Meaning, if you've read it. Um, I haven't read this new new title yet, but I want to. I anticipate that it's going to be quite similar, but elaborating, I think, on some of those ideas, um, because I think he had, you know, had more time, and it was the lectures that um, he gave after the fact, but basically he he focuses on and created um, essentially logotherapy, which is basically if you are in a rut or if you are feeling anxious, depressed, um, just disconnected with, like, what you want your life to be... um, like finding out why that is. And then it's essentially because you have lost the purpose of your life. You don't know what your purpose is. And so um, a lot of his therapy and like a lot of his lectures 
and his books uh, were focused on like helping you figure out, you know, what's your purpose. Because once that kind of clicks into place, like everything else can kind of follow. Like if you're anxious, you know, I care more about this. Like I can push through, you know what I mean? Like this is why I want to get better with my anxiety. Like I can work on like, you know, these behavioral things, all these things. So that leads directly into Ikigai, which is the Japanese secret to a long and happy life. Which I really, really like this book. I know, did you, you started reading? I just started it. Ikigai is written by Hector Garcia and Francesca Morales. And um, it's not a very long read, but it's very wonderful. Um, it is essentially talking about that purpose, but then also it's going to, um, it's covering all these people who live very long and healthy lives, happy lives particularly. Ikigai kind of translates to, um, the joy of always being busy and a lot of people who live a long time, who live really happy lives, uh, stay busy. And it's because they are like doing, you know, their life's purpose, what they want to do. This book, um, the authors are very heavily influenced by Viktor Frankl and like logotherapy. So, and you can see that when they like interview people and talk to different people, they kind of are illustrating those things that Viktor Frankl has kind of promoted in that line of thought. Mm-hmm. But this book, what I thought was really interesting is they travel to these islands in Japan. And you've probably read this part more recently than me. Yeah, it's, it's the part that um, sometimes you hear about the blue zones. Yes. So that's a, mm-hmm. yeah, where people live longer than normal. Yeah. And they live healthier than normal as well. Yeah. And some of it's diet, but a lot of it's outlook on life. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, I think, and I remember there's one part that I want to try to incorporate more is like walking for like the sake of walking, like walking every day. You know what I mean? And not thinking like, Oh, I have to get this many steps in like, Oh, I have to go here. Like, Oh, I have to do this. Like literally just walking to enjoy. Like, yeah. Talk about anxiety. Like, Oh, oh my know. gosh, I can't walk unless I'm going to get 10,000 steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's, that's how I feel. I literally feel like I'm like, if I'm not wearing my little uh, step tracker, like then why even walk? Yeah. Like, I'm not even getting the points. <laughs> But that's not the part. That's not what Ikigai would suggest. <laughs> right, right. Just enjoy each moment mm-hmm. as it happens. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, and they, there's like parts in the book where it kind of goes over like different um, motion, like movements that you can do that are like healthy for your body. Um, but yeah, this is I don't know. It's a really great on on the back. You can see I, I love looking at the little Venn diagram mm-hmm. that they have. Ikigai is the intersection of what you love, what the world needs what you can be paid for and what you're good at. And so right. it all interacts because you have to, you have to be able to survive. <laughs> you have yeah. to get paid for it. That's so how you find meaning, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. That's ideal fulfillment in your life. But yeah. And I think I remember, so like when I read this book and I've kind of picked it up since then and like kind of flipped through it um, and read certain sections. I remember the first time that I read it, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I, I thought my life changed and I feel I really do feel like it impacted me like pretty strongly because I don't know part of being like, at the library connecting people to resources like is very fulfilling for me you right. know what I mean right and that and that keeps me going like you know if there's like any kind of rut I'm just like ah we can help people <laughs> but yeah for so sure. that's that's ikigai <laughs> yeah yeah great and that kind of goes right into this book that I picked up again off the new um, shelves, the new items, and it's called um, How Not to Be a Hot Mess, A Survival Guide for Modern Life, and it's by Craig and Devin Hase, or Hase, I'm not, H-A-S-E, I don't know how to pronounce their names, um, 
And I picked it up because I thought, well, that's good. I don't want to be a hot mess, so I'll read this. Um, it is, it's, it's a really small book also, so it's a quick read. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's very practical. Um, it is based on Buddhism, although they are very quick to say they're not trying to convert you to a new philosophy or religion or anything like that. Um, but they talk about how, you know, mindfulness is a word that, that we hear all the time and mindfulness is really important and it can really help deal with anxiety and, and lots of other issues, but it's not enough. It's not mindfulness is how you prepare yourself to go the next step to living a good life uh -huh. and to living a fulfilling life. So the next steps are basically that you want to be good. <laughs> the basic, it's, they, say, he's, they say the basic assertion of this book then is that good is good, like it's good to do good. And not only is good, it also feels good. So they're urging you to sort of um, keep some things in mind. And some of the things that they mention are, first of all, don't be a jerk. Uh -huh. You know, if yes. you can, <laughs> um, give a little. You know, yeah. you want to um, try to, whether it's giving of your time or giving of your if you have extra money to give to people or you have extra time to give people, even just a smile, just, you know, be generous in your whole being, you know, mm -hmm. think about how hard everybody's life is and, yeah. and really try to um, do good. Like I said, give a little bit of yourself, be generous, then, you know, always say what's true mm -hmm. He talks about how difficult um, lies are. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the whole thing. Is it true? Is it, are you, is it necessary that you say this? Is it kind? Is it, you know, things you were taught in kindergarten. Right. <laughs> so, but you'll find yourself not only, um, you'll be not only spreading good in the world, but feeling better about yourself. And then they talk about, um, kind of, you know, maybe staying away from um, alcohol, being clear in your mind, meditating, again, to clear your mind, um, or being mindful. Um, but it's not a Buddhist book. It's not confusing. It's very down-to-earth life advice. That's really good. I want to read that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cute. Um, and, and it's true. You do feel better when, when you're, you know... When you're you like good. this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a happy little book just to kind of um, think about some steps you can take when things are kind of out of control to make the world a better place. And I think it's a nice read. It's very short, very small. I'm finding myself drawn to little tiny books for some reason. Same. It also has a good <laughs> list of resources in the back. Oh, so that's it has good. Um, some apps. It has some um, other further reading that are um, definitely just mindful meditation, mindfulness books, so nothing that's real difficult, but other things that you might like to read. Sounds neat. Yeah. It's a nice little book. It's called How to Not Be a Hot Mess, 
a Love survival it. guide for modern life. That's really good. <laughs> All right, so we are approaching our last books, and these last ones are fun because they're kids' books. And I think something that's cool about kids' books is, especially if, you, if I don't know, I know that for myself, oftentimes I'm like, I don't have time to like read a whole like self-help book or like right. blah, blah, blah. But a kids' book, is it literally is just concise. It's like down to the point that you don't even mean you need it, and it's exactly what you need. So this one's called Alpha Breaths. And it's the ABCs of mindful breathing. And um, it has very darling illustrations. It's a picture book. It is found in our nonfiction section um, in Juvenile Spirit. It's a spiritual thing, being mindful. Um, and each letter is like a different breath. It is a different activity that you can practice feeling mindful. Mindful is, mindfulness is very important. I need to do it right now. Breathing <laughs> is good, yes. <laughs> yeah, taking a breath. Um, so basically, so I'm just going to read a couple. Um, I'll do B for butterfly breath. This one says, spread your arms like a beautiful butterfly. Wings on the in-breath and let them flap gently on the out-breath. And as you can imagine, there's cute little paintings of each situation. Um, a lot of them involve animals, obviously, because <laughs> that's ideal. Um, but yeah, it basically is just different actions of breathing that you can do that will make you feel kind of more connected to your body and your environment. Um, let's see. Let's. What's another one? What letter, Jennifer? X. X. <laughs> I always want to know what alphabet books do with X. <laughs> Being anxious when you're a <laughs> alphabet book writer and you have to come up with an X. Right. <laughs> okay, well, they found one. <laughs> xylophone breath. <laughs> Imagine playing a xylophone from the bottom to the top on the in-breath. So from the bottom, I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's a low, the low one. <laughs> so that's on the in-breath. And then play it from yep, the yeah. top to the bottom. On the out-breath. I wish I had a xylophone Yeah, right I was just thinking that. Too bad we don't have a, <laughs> a xylophone in here. I know, it wouldn't be too far off. There's some yeah. musical supplies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would strongly suggest checking this out. It's super ideal if you're also learning the alphabet right now. Um, <laughs> but even if you already know the alphabet. <laughs> or sharing with kids. Yeah, sharing with kids. Kids are very anxious right now. And it's, know. you know, oh, it's kids. really an anxious time. So I think um, learning from a young age, I wish I had learned how to breathe. I didn't even know that was a thing like that. I, oh, I know. Yeah. That there was special breathing that would make me feel better. I think about how often I was anxious when I was a child. And if I had, I mean, you know, just taking a minute to breathe mm -hmm. deeply, you know, from, you know, take big breaths, not breathing from, you know, short, small breaths mm -hmm. that makes you more anxious. Yeah. But to take a deep breath and then let it out slowly, if you can teach kids these techniques, I mean, It'll we can learn from so them much. for sure, but they can learn, you know, if you have a child that you want to um, give them a tool that they can use, Yeah, you know, that's great. It's invaluable. Their whole lives. So yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, it is great. So yeah, check I mean, that one out. Yeah, I'm going to get that Juvenile one. Spirit section. You got it. What's your last book, Jennifer? It's also from Juvenile Spirit. A lot yes. of these are in spirit, like this mm -hmm. um, How Not to Be a Hot Mess is an adult spirit. Mine were, my ikigai was self-help. Okay, so all mine are self-help. Self-help, self-help, self-help. That's my favorite section. Yeah, I think the mindfulness, a lot of the books are in spirit, unless if they're not specifically religious, like, you know, Buddhist. Mm -hmm. um, but if they're 
um, just on meditation or um, mindfulness, they are often in spirit mm-hmm. and things that involve more than just mindfulness or then they'll be in the self-help. Yeah. Um, this That's one true. is in juvenile spirit because it's meditate with me, a step-by-step mindfulness journey by Miriam Gates, illustrated by Margarita Cerneta. People have to say names. (laughs) (laughs) And this is adorable. Again, a great one to read yourself and also um, to um, share with kids. It goes through how to do mindfulness exercise, such as um, where you tense up and then feel how relaxed your muscles are or breathing um, also and how you can relax sort of um, different things that you can do, imaging and imagining um, what sad feels like. So identifying your feelings so you can sit with your feelings and, and, and be with your feelings what, how to name your feelings, what is sad, what is excited, because that can be really confusing for adults and kids mm-hmm. um, to sit and listen. And I, we just got a hammock over the weekend, yes. and I laid in my yard, and I listened, and it just was so quiet with just the birds singing, mm-hmm. and that is so peaceful. We don't do that enough. It's a really great way of feeling just, you know, being in the moment and to listen. And so definitely a great one. Like I said, if you need something quick to do a meditation mindfulness exercise, check out one of these kids' books in yeah. Juvenile Spirit because you can get through it in 10 minutes and you'll have tools right. to help you cope with um, anxious feelings and anxiety and help you be present and feel better. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Well, thank you, Jennifer, so much. Yes. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, That about wraps it up. Again, I'm Jen. I'm Jennifer. From Southeast Regional Library. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.